How are y'all doing this afternoon? This is Soul Sister Therapy Childhood Trauma Podcast. How are y'all doing? Say hey, ladies. Hey. What's up? Hey, that was- there you go, girl. About to say that's your cue, honey. She was okay with the still face. All right. All right. Well, today is going to be an interesting one. Uh, we're going to be talking about a song that I done heard and I has been um really big in social media right now, especially in our community. And it definitely ties in with childhood traumas. So uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it and we're going to get our thoughts on that. And we're going to see how we can tackle uh, this problem because this you're going to hear, this is very graphic. So um, if you have children, I don't even know the age ranges these days about what's appropriate or not. I'm gonna keep it real because these little kids I'll be hearing. But anywho, we ain't gonna get into that. Hormones, hormones <laughs> have been infiltrated. They're no longer children. We got a bunch of adults trapped in outsized bodies. Yeah, that's what it's that's what it's seeming like. But um, I'm gonna go play on the play this song. Um, it's by Kendrick Lamar off his new album, Mr. Morale and the Best Steppers, Big Steppers, the Big Steppers. Okay. Um, the song in particular we're talking about is We Cry Together. So again, disclaimer, if you do not want your children um, to hear this, yeah, you might want to go and send them in the other room um, because uh, it, this is very relevant to what we talk about. I want y'all to know and hear what it is that we're talking about, right? So I'm going to go on here uh, and share my screen. All right. All right, y'all. Here we go. <laughs> 
the world sounds like. You got me fucked up. Fuck you. I swear I'm tired of these emotional ass, ungrateful ass bitches. Unstable ass, confrontational ass, dumb bitches. You wanna bring a nigga down? You know what I'm trying to do right? We can go our separate ways right now. You can move on with your life. Fuck you, nigga. You love a bitty party. I won't show up. Always act like your shit don't stink. Motherfucker, grow up. Forever late for shit. Won't buy shit. Sit around and deny shit. Fuck around on a side bitch. Bitch, I'm fucking up my shit. I'm fucking up your shit. You must be bleeding in some old shit. But y'all don't know shit. Fuck your feelings. You want some old shit. See, I don't know why you like playing mind games with me. Uh, Bitch, I ain't slow nor dizzy. I know when you being distant. I know when you say dizzy. Get out your feelings and miss me with that reverse side. I admit you tripping. Who got you that rolling chain? And who put that car in my name? But you think I'm a Kiss your ass. Nah, nigga, you fucking lame. You know what? Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, nigga. Nah, fuck you, bitch. Nah, fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, bitch. Nah, fuck you, nigga. Nah, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, bitch. Nah, fuck you. What kind of humanity trying to be good to you? Lost friends, family, stand for everything's Fuck up. 
it. Fake feminists, stop pretending. Y'all sentiments ain't really then what you defending. It's a split decision. Bras like you and real pictures. Let's talk the truth. Women in general just can't get along. When Tosh got a man, you didn't pick up the phone. When they got a job, you said you stay at home. Why all these bitches don't feature on each other's songs? What the fuck is he talking about? Never mind, bitch, I'm walking out. Whatever, nigga, I'm off to Your now. evil ass kept me well and down. Pussy nigga, best watch your mouth. Pussy and mouth is all you got. Lay this pussy back on the couch. Doggy style, then you get on top. Fuck me, nigga. I'm a fucking bitch. No, fuck me, nigga, fuck me. I'm a fucking bitch. No, fuck you, fuck me. You crying, man. Fuck me. Nah, you crying. dancing around the conversation. Well. That's the most toxic song I've ever heard in my life. Like exactly. <laughs> that was so hard to sit through. Exactly. <laughs> I listened to it and I said that was the most toxic that I've ever heard. Yeah. I said the same thing. But you're right. That's how we see our brothers and sisters, whether it be a relationship, our friendships, our, our siblings. That's how we handle each other. We rough with each other. We aggressive. We we got a little patience with each other. We, we, we're not mindful of the words that we say because we don't mind to cut each other when speaking in an aggressive way. Like, it's a very toxic um Love is a, a real definition of love-hate relationship that the melanin community has with each other, you know. Like, that just affected me. That's why I didn't, you know, I didn't listen to it throughout the first time. Like, I I feel really bad. I, I, I feel really sad and have a lot of empathy for, for my people because that's normal to us. I know too many people whose relationships have played out that way year in, year out. And they truly think that that's love. They truly think that, you know what I'm saying? All that fighting and all of that cursing, they, they see that as passion. And that's because their bodies are really just used to being in that fight or flight state, that, that aggressive, like emotional state. So therefore, they don't realize their relationships. And I tried to get my ex to see this arguing back and forth about everything is not normal. Like that is not a healthy relationship. I understand having differences, but when it's like everything may leads to an argument, like in a big argument, like that's not normal. You know, like you may be used to that arguing and stuff, but there's relationships where they're actually in each other's presence and it's peace. You know, where they're where it's productive, it's not chaotic, you know, and that's the majority of their relationship, not equal. You know, the majority of their relationship is peace, you yeah. know. So it's very foreign to people to um, be in a relationship where it's peaceful and there's not, we're not arguing every day. Like, it's very foreign because again it kind of it stems from childhood you know mm -hmm. um me speaking on myself personally you know i grew up and you know i seen you know my mother get beat on every like almost every day 
So it was normal for me to see arguments and fights and discord and, you know, oh, you didn't do this. So you getting hit or whatever. So it was normal for me to see that. I never, ever seen a healthy relationship in my life. Mm-hmm. So if it was brought to me, you know, the only way that I will recognize it is because I know it's different from what I've seen, you know, and we get so complacent with that. So we think that if a man is not beating on us, not cussing us out, not trying to fight the next dude for us, or if the ne- if the girl ain't trying to fight this girl for us, then it ain't love. Oh, they don't love me because they ain't. No, it's just because we ain't dealing with all that drama. We ain't got time for it. You know what I'm saying? People that's more evolved in you know, in their spiritual journey and just elevate it. We ain't got time for that. You know, we just want peace. And if it ain't bringing us peace, we ain't got time for it. So it's just like we dismiss ourselves from that. And so people may look at it like, oh, they don't want me. They ain't interested or they don't love me. But love is not supposed to hurt. And that's what we all all our life is that love is pain and love is not. Love is fucking love. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And, you know, so it's just, you know, about changing the narrative and it's a talk is a cycle. Like, as you can hear in the song, like, you know, they go from arguing and fighting and, and calling each other out of each other's name and disrespecting each other in the worst way to, Oh, fuck me. You know what I'm saying? It goes back to the sexual thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, and that's, that's soul time situation. So it's just like a repeated cycle and, you know, some people don't know how to get out of that and they, you know, if something does good come good, does come in, they, like, they look at that like, oh, he's too soft or, you know, she ain't, you know, whatever, because she ain't rah-rah or whatever, or because he ain't, you know, knocking me upside my head, he ain't the one for me. And then they go run back to the one that's been doing them dirty, disrespecting them because, that's it's like it's like they get it's like a rush it's an adrenaline you get you know what i'm saying and again like misha like you said that fight or flight it's like we feel like we gotta constantly be at war with each other in order Mm -hmm. to feel normal but peace normal is not chaos (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly and that's what i had to tell him because you know he's really frustrated of the lack of emotional or the amount of emotional detachment that I had from the situation. And I'm like, you know, in reality, it's only been three months, you know, like the, you don't have to fight for every relationship. When you know, you know, what are you fighting for? If you already know that that's not where you're supposed to be and that your path's on the line, what am, what, what am I going to fight for? You know, it's like you have to be able to come up to that acceptance because when you're fighting for it, when you keep fighting for a love that you're not supposed to be in, you just end up hurting each other more. Mm-hmm. Rather than just coming to that clear understanding that, okay, we were in, we attracted each other for, you know, lessons and, you know, finding those lessons and then moving on peacefully. But just because you don't fight for the love doesn't mean you never love that person. It just means that you have an understanding that the time is up and then, you know, why waste time right and i think that goes back to honestly loving yourself we really mm-hmm. i'm gonna just say this parents y'all babies it starts with the babies you know what i'm saying we have our ways of doing things now you know you're watching this show right now so you know you can you know take those things but teach your children teach your babies now their value you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? show them you know what i'm saying what peace looks like I understand, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, we all want love and, 
you know, a lot of times because, you know, we deal with our childhood traumas, we're still looking for the things that we didn't get. But when you have these babies, just pour into them. I promise you on your journey, you will find that fulfillment, but pour into them so they don't have to deal with their life. I'm honestly, in this moment, still trying to bring my energy down from that. That really just affected me in a very, that affected my spirit just now. So mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to, you know, you I, grew know up, and see, I grew up in that. Like I said, I grew well, up with I'm my not mom used and my that. stepdad. Like, I, I have so many nights, like I'm such a light sleeper just because I needed to be able to hear if my mom was being strangled or, you know, hearing like when, when they were even about to get started so that my, you know, my defense mechanism can go in. And so arguing when it's that type of arguing, that toxic, unproductive, just belittling and demeaning each other and, and, you know, killing each other soul wise, like that, that does the same. I, I guess I'm, it doesn't shut me down anymore. I just have like a zero tolerance. So my first reaction, like you said, you couldn't watch all of it. As soon as I got, would have picked up on that memo, my natural response would have been to just delete that pic, you know, the video. Be like, oh, okay, nope, not that energy. That's yeah. why I can't do the Real yeah. Housewives shows and stuff. Like mm-hmm. when it's that constant, like just going back and it's, I don't like that arguing. It's not even arguing because I love debating. I'm a debater. I don't mind debating. Way to to have a conversation, and a lot of people resort to argument and toxicity, and then hitting below the belt and degrading. You don't have to do all that to get your point across. Mm-hmm. You have a healthy, loving conversation with somebody and get your point across, and you know, agree to disagree or whatever the case, come to some type of healthy conclusion and move forward. That's the best way to do it but so many people have been programmed and we've been raised to raise your voice or the louder you talk the the more you're you know getting your point across no like i can sit here and talk to you in a mellow tone like we talking face to face and i can say what i gotta say to you get it out you can do the same if you gotta raise your voice if you gotta put your hands on me if you gotta throw stuff or you know threaten me then we ain't got to have this conversation. I'm just going to walk away. You know what I'm saying? Because I love myself more and I'm not about to sit here and deal with that. The disrespect. And I'm not about to, I'm just not about to get into, like you said, I was raised on that. Again, mm-hmm. light sleeper. You know, I can hear everything because over and over again, I'm hearing my mom and my stepdad argue in the next room. Again, not knowing if she's getting beat on or mm-hmm. she, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's just, it was so, it like, it was so much chaos and wildness. That's all I grew up in. So I enjoy my peace. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy it and all that, you know. And again, like you said, it's very much just about teaching our kids to love themselves. Because when you don't love their it's like when you don't love yourself you're looking for that love in other people so you're looking for that validation from others and even if it's toxic if it's negative as long as you feel some type of sense of connection to that person you're just you'll flock to it because you don't know your own self-worth and that's something that i had to go through too you know dealing with toxic and negative situations and relationships and dealing with people who ain't worth a damn because i don't know my own worth you know, and you just got to get to a point where you just, you good on your own. You don't need anybody. And none of us necessarily need, of course, we will want people to be around us. We want that love. We want that camaraderie. But as long as you good with yourself and you have that self-confidence, you are, it's, it's easier for you to, you know, kind of weave out the bullshit. The people who own the other stuff and they ain't 
really meant for you or that's not good for you or that's not healthy for your growth or your elevation and for your spirit. You know what I'm saying? So that's just pretty much what it is. You just got to love yourself and be grounded in your own energy and who you are as an individual. So you won't have to deal with that toxicity. You know what I'm saying? So. And sometimes like I was talking about, I was talking about emotional detachment earlier this week. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be a toxic relationship where you guys are cussing at each other and stuff. Sometimes it's just about simply recognizing that you two are on different paths and that there's probably somebody better out there for you two, you know, rather than just settling for the mediocre, you know, things you guys have in common that you still have to force yourselves to do just to spend time together with each other. Like, you can be mature enough to say, I love you and I enjoy and appreciate the time that we've had together. But I feel like <laughs> there is something else on my path that is more aligned for me mm -hmm. and the same for you. I love you and I want you to be just as happy, you know? And so it doesn't even have to be toxic relationships. It's just about recognizing that people come and go, material items come and go. Everything comes and goes. Life is a roller coaster, you know? And so if you're not able to have that emotional detachment from everything and release things when you need to, rather it's gotten to the point of cussing and yelling at each other and belittling each other, or rather it's the first, you know, early in the relationship before it gets to all that, that you see it, you know? You can say a lot of times people, they get to that part where they just going back and forth with each other because they let it go on that for long. When they knew three months into the relationship that it wasn't going to last, you know? And so, yeah. Did Tamara freeze up on us? I think she did. <laughs> she froze up before. She froze up before. Yeah. I think she froze up. But yeah, it's just, like you said, Misha, it's, it, it's one of those things you got to really love yourself have enough respect for yourself and like you said just know when it's time to like i think i posted something the other day like you got to know when it's time to leave leave the job leave the party you gotta know like you you have this urge you have this gut feeling you know you know when you're not your, your spirit and your heart is not aligning with somebody you know it and you know, you get that feeling like, yeah, this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? It's something better out there for me. And then you just got to know when to just properly just kind of sever ties and go your separate way. And you do that. You know, it ain't no bad, ain't no hard feelings. You know, it's just knowing that you are meant for something else. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that's something that I struggled with. Like, I remember being in relationships with people and holding on for their life again out of not loving myself enough and out of fear of abandonment you know feeling like i'll always be alone i'll never have anybody i'll be single forever feeling like i was cursed like all of those things went in my head you know majority of the women in my family are not married you know what i'm saying so i'm looking like oh i'm just gonna be another one and i'm you know so just kind of having that negative mindset already and the stuff that i grew up on just made me cling to a negative situation even more um and i had to you know kind of fight that process and then i had to get to a point where i'm like you know what you know this ain't healthy this is not good for me and it's okay to be okay it's okay to be alone it's okay not to be in a connection or in a relationship it's okay to find yourself and love yourself and be alone mm -hmm. um that's the time you need to kind of spiritually grow and then once i got to that point 
you know, it made me look at my past relate the other connections. And I'm looking like, I'm glad I didn't end up in a connection. I'm glad I wasn't with that person because you realize that that's not what your soul was aligned with. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's so crazy that we don't really understand or we don't see it until we're on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. But when we're in this stuff and we're going through it, it's like we're clinging on for dear life. And we know that spirit is trying to tell us to let something go, but we're still honing on to it because you know, out of fear, you know, attachment and out of fear. And then it's like, once we kind of evolve and grow and we grow spiritually, we're like, dang, we, I didn't know that that wasn't good for me, but now I do. So then it makes you trust spirit more. And I was, I remember I was saying this to somebody I was doing a reading about, um, with a personal reading with just recently, like, you know, that's what built my trust in spirit and the universe and God is the trials and tribulations that I've had. The multiple times that I held on to stuff, knowing that I needed to let it go, because on the when I got on the other side of it, I realized that it wasn't meant for me. Mm-hmm. And it was like it made me trust spirit more. So when I when I feel that feeling now, like, OK, this ain't for me, it's easier for me to let it go. So I'm not, you know, getting drugged, you know, and mm-hmm. going down, kicking and screaming. Um, it's easy for me to release that situation and, and release that emotional attachment, that attachment that I had to it. And not get so, and it's like now I'm noticing, like I'm not, it's like I have that love, but I'm not like, it's not that toxicity. It's a different feeling, right. it's not that attachment. And it's like I'm in that, and I'm in that space where, hey, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't, I'm okay, you know, mm-hmm. and it's no hard feelings, and I'm okay, and I can still live my life. When before, not even like maybe a year or two ago, I could probably say, no, that wasn't the case. Like, I'm just going to be holding on to this for dear life. I didn't know when to let go. I wasn't in that peaceful place where I was okay if it happened or if it didn't. So I don't have that attachment anymore. You know, I love you. Yes, I would love for this to happen. I would love to go off and be married. But if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with that, too, because I know that spirit got me. I know God got me better or something else for me so i'm not so attached to this and i know i can give you your space because i remember just being on people like white on rice like right phone up calling you and feeling like i have to be around you all the time but now i'm like if i'm not thinking about you i'm like oh okay you know you can go your whole day and just living your life and then look up and be like oh okay, yeah, this person is here. I'm, you know, I'm dealing with this person, but it's not like a shade. It's just more so of like, it's, it's a, it's a growth, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing when you're in a peaceful place where you know, you don't need nobody Mm -hmm. and you, you know, because you know that the universe is going to take care of you either way, you know? Mm -hmm. We're addicted. We're addicted to our partners because we're expecting them to love us. We're addicted to love. We're all looking for that love that we either didn't get when we were children or our relationships, looking at unhealthy love. So once we uh, find something that looks like what it is that we, you know what I'm saying, we think love is or makes us feel good, we want to hold on to that. So we're going to do any and everything to hang on to it, even through the bad times, even through all the cussing and all of that, like in the song. We waiting for the last 41 seconds because that whole stuff song was five minutes and 41 seconds. Okay, just say that. So the whole joint, all of that toxicity was five minutes and you got, everyone's waiting to get to that 41 seconds of, no, fuck me. No, you fuck me. So just think about it. Your whole relationship is that five minutes. 
Mm-hmm. But you're chasing them 41 seconds. Ooh, girl, you better word. Where is my where is that dog? I can't Senior, I wish I had a single bowl. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow night at nine. <laughs> and also you have to release that um responsibility of how the other person handles it too. Once you know, you're only responsible to, your only responsibility to them is to be honest with them and to be forthright about how you feel and where you stand. As long as you are being, well, I'm gonna say this is a it's a it's an iffy with that one, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, because that's what a lot of people do. They'll say, "Well, we made this agreement at the beginning, and then feelings get involved, and that changes up." So, me personally, if I'm with somebody and me and them are chilling and we cool, and I'm everybody being honest, but then feelings change. I'm not going to continue on with that person knowing that that person is trying to go this way. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Once I, you get to that point of where you realize, okay, no, I'm not going to, I actually, your, your responsibility is to make that, you know, let that person know rather than having them think you're still on the same page with them, absolutely. you know, and that you guys got one thing going. Your responsibility is to let them know that you rerouted, you know, that spirit's absolutely. taking you down a different path. But once you do that and you, as long as you're not leading them on or playing mind games, when you actually stand 10 toes down in that decision, that that's not the right, you know, choice for you then you no longer are responsible for how, you know, how that's they take it. Like that's true. That, is that true. attachment and stuff is like, you know, I'm not a bad person cause I'm not over here like wanting to go back and forth with you and you still got a lot of emotions involved. You know, that's, that doesn't make me a bad person that I don't want to, you know, take those emotions on. Cause the emotions are just you trying to, you know. Leaving people alone is not going to you know you don't love somebody or you know you can't give somebody what they're looking for or what you know they're saying, you leave it. I don't care what the situation is. I'm talking to my married folk out there. Because mm-hmm. honestly, it, it's y'all who, because of the whole, because you've made that vow, you've made that commitment, it's supposed to be forever and all that. And, and a lot of y'all get sewed up on that. can't break up happy homes and a married love and relationships has peace mm-hmm. so if you go in front of god or whomever it is and you say them vows and throughout your whole relationship is nothing but that song you didn't marry the right person that mm-hmm. god put together that that that's not what that is and you are not obligated to stay with that you're not so life do you part that's not fair that's not what that's supposed to be Mm-mm. please stop telling yourselves that i'm not about to tell y'all what to believe in you can believe in what you want to believe in but i would like to believe that y'all especially especially christian talk about how god is love and all this other stuff so there's no way there's no way that your father will want you to stay with and be in a situation that makes you feel that way, that you deal with stuff like that, and your children have to watch and listen to that. There's no way that a merciful and loving God or deity or whatever is going to put you in that and keep you, I'll say keep you, in that situation. There's no way. There's no, there's no... You know, People got upset with because I divorced my... When I divorced my ex-husband, he um we had been married a year and a half. 
he had an open heart surgery six months before we got divorced, but we were already, I shouldn't have went back. I only went back to, I broke up before we got married. And then he used that manipulation of, I'm going to kill myself and I need you. And I don't, you know, use that, um, prayed on my care for him. And I was only like 21, 22 at the time. So, you know, I didn't have no one else. I went back to the relationship. We got married. So we were already before six months out, ready to be divorced just because it didn't get any better, obviously. Um, but he ended up having open heart surgery in May. I, I was with him then. When I say with him, I mean on top of him in the ICU with him and everything from the moment he went into the hospital to the time that he was recovered. But once he was recovered, six months down the road, yes, I need a divorce. And people got upset with me like, you're going to leave him. You know, a few, you know, after he's just had all this and that he's went through and I'm like, we weren't supposed to be together. Like most women would have went out and been like, he in the ICU, I'm gonna go do me, he'll be okay. Like, I didn't do that. I loved him and cared for him through all of that, you know, but no, it's not my obligation to stay with him any longer. Like that, this piece of paper is a piece of paper. And that's why I'll never go through the government again whenever joining a long-term commitment with somebody. But as far as, you know, saying, okay, well, I didn't get married and now I have to do this because of this and because of that and because of what they know, like never, like, I don't know what I went through in my past lives. I know I was a slave in one life, but the idea of freedom is like my ever being. And so anything that I feel starts to impose on my freedom, it has to be cut off. I don't care if I went to school for the dang career and then I decide to quit the job. I don't care if it's a relationship I just entered. I don't care if it's a man, like, Whatever it is, if I feel like it starts to impose on my freedom and on my the free spirit, wild being that I am, which is still loyal, which is still consistent, I know how to get things done. So it's not like being a free spirit means you have commitment issues. But when a relationship is aligned, you don't have to change yourself that much, you know, unless it's things that you're healing from and that you're changing for the betterment. But it's not like you're going to go from someone who's always in the gym, someone who's always doing this, doing that, and then to enter a relationship and now you're not working out. Now you're eating bad food. You know, there's something wrong with that. You've been taken off path. And if you feel like by yourself you were on right path and that that um, contribution of this person is what's taking you off path, that's your every right to, you know, remove that situation that from the equation and get back on path. That's actually your duty, you know? I'll even say this. That's why knowing yourself before you make permit get, get into long-term commitments is very important. Mm -hmm. Being single is okay, people. Being ladies, single, so ladies, 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 let me say ladies. It's okay to be single. I know there are different cultures, you know, that make you feel like you have to, you know what I'm saying, be married and have kids by a certain age. This is 2022. Do not do that. Do not do that. Know that. Know yourself. But there are free spirited people in the world. There are some people that are not meant to be married. There are some people that are not meant to have kids. That's not their purpose. You know what I'm saying? Here in this life, not everybody's meant to do that. So know yourself and who you are. And you know what I'm saying? Really find out what your purpose is. And then make those, you know, make those commitments. Because a lot of us, you know, we think we think in cookie cutter. Not everybody is here to do the same thing. Not everybody is meant, you know what I'm saying, to be the same way. You know, relationships are not all supposed to be the same. 
the way people relate to each other are different. When they are, that's the problem. Oh, sorry. No, I had to hear the wind there. The wind was being a little loud know, back there. Know, and then I got my mini me with me, so she's over here just crackling bags and you know walking through. I'm like, please. Oh, no. okay. But she's not used to, you know, we won right now, so we interchanging our energies. But uh, yeah, it's not supposed to be cookie cutter, you know, like when that's why this relationship ended so fast is because it was starting to look real real fast like the other relationships and i'm like no it's not i, I want something completely different you know <laughs> i want something i want different feelings i don't want to feel butterflies this time i want my stomach i want like something else i want a different feeling you know i want it to be deeper okay. like when i start to feel butterflies for a man i like back up it's like okay like I'm starting to get those like loose butterflies. Are these where's this stemming from? Is it the root chakra butterflies? Where is it? I try to use, you know, this energy, but you know, my overall chakra is root energy. And I think that's why I had such a long experience with sexual abuse as a child, was because that of all that power that I could transmute from the pain, you know, so. I, but I have to learn, like, the no, initial energy on top of all the love and stuff that I possess is the root chakra energy. So, like, for females growing up, like, they just did not like me, like, at all. And I wasn't, like, fast. I, I was just to myself. I was a little nerd. Females did not like me, though. So they gave me a lot of anger whenever they would interact with me. Males, they would give me a lot of sexual energy. So I'm learning now how to have male, healthy male relationships where it's like, oh, we can just be business partners, where we can be just, you know, friends and they be platonic and just strictly have each other's backs. Like every relationship with a man don't have to be a sexual, but just because, you know, that was always the energy that was presented to me. So like um, at work, I have a male um, figure around me right now. And he's in his 70s. And like he called me the daughter, his daughter the other day and his daughter works there. So me and her are real close. And he called me his daughter the other day. And I was like telling Casey, I'm like, thank you so much for like sharing your dad's energy with me. Like, because this is like one of the first moments that I can say I've had a man around me and then not being like a sexual energy attached to it, you know, or feeling like he has alternative intentions, you know, because I, I honestly don't know how many men I've had in my life where I could say that, if any, you know, like where I feel like even none, none, not even like ones that are supposed to be in parental, like roles, none of that, like from foster care, all that, like I've never had a man around me and not felt like they weren't sexualizing me or lusting after me and their true intentions by being in my energy, you know? And so that was important. I was very grateful for spirit to give me that where I have this older man now who is just like this, like, like a real, like, I know that's not my dad, but the, the interactions yeah, is, yeah. Well, I'm a, my heart goes out to you. I'm so sorry that, you know I mean? That you don't, you know, that that's not normal to you, to have, you know, to not, to have masculine energy in your life that's more protective, you know what I'm saying, than sexual, because I'm the complete opposite. I was not that girl growing up. You know, men did not sexualize me, whether they be older or whether they be my age. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I grew up with a lot of brothers. I grew up with a lot of uncles. Now, we didn't, I didn't call them uncles, but my mom worked at a, at this place called the Farmer's Market in um, Southside, Jamaica, Queens. So there were a lot of vendors there, you know, selling produce, just, you know, sell, selling things. So all of the men there, you know, they used to watch over me. 
you know, I was like their mm-hmm. little niece or, you know, their little daughter or whatever, like so much so that my mom was comfortable enough to leave me and to, to run her business, you know what I'm saying, while she was off doing other business. But I was, you know, 11, 12 years old, you know, running her, running her shop by myself. And she never worried about the men, you know what I'm saying, the, the plethora of men that she did not know because these were random people. You know what I'm saying? Who were vendors there who, you know, paid their booth fee or whatever. But, you know, it was a really community thing. So I, I've always had very protective, you know what I'm saying? Even with my grandfather. My grandfather, you know what I'm saying, uh, molested my my mom and them and things of that nature. But I didn't even have that experience with him. He never came at me like that. I, I, he, I You know what I'm saying? The only reason why I know about it is because I was told. So for me, when I hear that, it's just like, Wow. And it makes me um, have more gratitude for my childhood. So some of the things that I felt that I wanted, I'm really glad that I didn't because as a child, sex should not be in the equation. No. When you like, like. When you're interacting with the opposite sex or the same sex. And that's just, it's just so sad. And it wasn't even always for men. Like I was just sexualized as a child. And I realize now that me being the healing being that I am, I carry healing energy. So though a lot of most of 99 to 100% of those people were hurting and needing healing and being in my presence, they only knew how to obtain that peace, that uh, healing energy from me through sex. Because mm-hmm. whether it, you know, it wasn't even just men. Like sometimes it'd be just friends that, you know, family friends, and it'd be a little girl that was my age, you know, who, who would like put herself on me. So like, it was just my overall energy is love and healing. And I've always, that's how people have always taken it from me. But now that I'm older and I know how to control that, I know how to give it to people, you know, in a healthy way, rather than it being in a toxic or sexual way. Like, you know, and when I see that people are attracted to me purely sexually, it makes me want to put them at a distance and call them out on the fact that they need to be working on healing rather than interacting with me, you know? Absolutely. Well, every, all of our experiences for a reason. So you absolutely can identify that. We A lot of people don't understand. We go through things so we can identify them, especially as healers. Now, I consider myself a healer, but I, I feel like you're on a whole nother, you know what I'm saying, level, you know, than I am. Because I used to be mother love. People used to come to me for advice, and I would give it the best way that I could. You know what I'm saying? But again, no one's ever tried to take that, take, you know what I'm saying, my energy or love or whatever it is. They've never tried to take that from me in that way. You know, it's either being my friend, you know what I'm saying? Now, men, of course you know, the few relationships that I've been in. And, and and even with that, like I said, I don't, I can't identify, I can't relate to that song. Like I, my very first relationship, he called himself trying to do that dumb shit. And yeah, I wasn't with that. Like I'm not about to entertain, you know what I'm saying? And be doing all of that. So, you know, that was very short lived. So I, I just, my heart just pours out to you guys. Like I, I just, I guess this is my empath, you know what I'm saying? Uh, part of me, I, I guess, or whatever, because it's just like, yeah, it just makes me feel like, you know, it makes me just know, like, my, I, I can't complain. I can't complain about my childhood, even with my issues and whatever it is that I went through. I can't complain because I had a childhood. You know what I'm saying? Despite what my mom did or, you know, the changes that she made in my life, I had a childhood. When I was a kid, I was a kid. I was a kid all the way up until I wasn't. 
You, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, and I know that's your path and it was for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? You're in your godliness now and that's what it's <laughs> for. But it just, it's just like, damn, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's why we're not settling for nothing but greatness and fun times from this that part. part. That's why I said, like, I know if my childhood was my child, I feel like you know, some of us, our childhood, we're supposed to have childhood traumas, like and like traumatic, you know, world ending childhood traumas, so that we go ahead and you know, kind of go have a couple mental breakdowns in our 20s and stuff, you know, whatever. And then after that, we can be like, oh, okay, we need to heal. And then, you know, from 30s and up. You know, at least 30 is the fit. I'm expecting at least 27 years of awesomeness is what I'm saying. Universe. You know, like I sacrificed the, sacrificed the first 27. I'm 29 now. So the last two years, I've been expecting things just to go my way with whatever I want to do. I, like it. I love the concept. I love it. Sprinkle, sprinkle on that. I, I love that. Absolutely. And I say that too. If you had a really rough you had a really rough childhood or whatever, just know that you, you survived the latter part of your life more than likely, you know what I'm saying? Especially with the changes that you made, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You're going to be able to reap. You, you reap what you sow. Mm. I don't care what it is. You reap what you sow. So if you put in that work, the latter of your life, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like it's going to be amazing. And I, I can't say that that's not a bad trade-off. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm okay with it. I honestly am okay I- with it. I was actually talking to my younger son and he's, you know, I do tarot. So he's really interested in that. So one of the cards, I said something about karma. He was like, well, isn't that bad? I said, no, karma is all what you put out. If you put out good energy, good vibes, you'll get that good karma back. If you put out negative negative energy, negative vibes, you'll get that bad karma back to you. So I said, karma is all about what you, your energy, you put into it. So, and then I feel the same way, Nisha. Like, I have, like, a huge, like, overly energy or being or feeling that is just so much greatness coming in. Yes. So that literally, and I ain't saying that I'm perfect, Patty. I know I have, you know, but, like, literally 90% of my being is nothing but positive and good. Mm -hmm. I have now nothing but positive energy. People that I connect with relationships I've been in I have always and I'm not even sitting here trying to be like oh no I'm perfect I have always been always I have that's it that's it kind of the energy you got flaws don't mean you fucked up you ain't got up to you I I hate when people I gotta mean I use that word let me let me let me but yeah, like just because I'm not perfect, don't mean that I, you know, what I'm saying I do. I'm not perfect because I am. I am perfect. Yeah, but I don't do shit to people, and I'm not about to take that on. So that's yes, right. You're a good person. Absolutely. I know deep down in my heart, I'm a good person, and I always yeah. positive energy. That's how I always been from since I can remember. I've always just been a good person, and always wanting to see the best in people or do right by people. I never go into any connection. I don't care friendship or otherwise. With ill intent, like I'm not mm-hmm. trying to get something out of it, getting mm-hmm. something out of you, fuck you over, whatever. I'm going in this because I am just purely wanting to love you or be the best person or want you to be the best person. And so I know that I'm just sitting around looking at the clock, waiting on the universe to bring me what I've been giving out. Like, time, girl, your time is coming. It's coming. Yes, ma'am. I, I'm like, what I've what I've been saying to myself lately is that. 
I want to receive the love that I have been giving all my life. Mm. The love that I've been giving to all these random people, whether it's friendships, relationships that has been going, you know, unnoticed or just going within the training and, and just been training me. I'm ready. All that energy I've been pouring out to people, I'm ready for that, that love to pour back into me. You know, and I'm here for it, you know, so that's what I'm looking for. You know, what I'm another thing that I was saying to one of my clients, um, what we, like we get into this energy where we don't feel like we are worthy, you know, like we look at stuff and we're like, we're not worthy of love or we're not worthy of this or worthy of that. And I'm like, I've been in this energy lately, like I'm worthy of this. Month. I'm waiting. You know, yeah, yep. expectancy like I de like I demand not necessarily. Right. But you are in this energy of like, this can happen to me. I can, mm -hmm. you know, live a healthy life. I can have the financial freedom and the stability that I've always wanted. I can have that love that I've always wanted and just have a level of expectancy. Like I'm expecting it to come to me. I remember I used to be like, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Or, you know, this would never happen to me. And always waiting for the rug to be pulled up under me or the ball to drop, the shoe to drop, whatever. I don't live my life like that no more. I live my life. And anytime I ever get a negative thought, I quickly just be like, thank you, Spirit, for re reminding me of that. That ain't where I'm headed. That's in my past. That's in my future. And I quickly just change my mindset and try to be positive and just stay in the high vibration and, you know, just stay peaceful, stay in the happy. And I feel, and if people do that, it's just law of attraction. That stuff will just come right back to you tenfold. And I feel like the reason why I'm starting to see changes is because my mindset, my perspective, my perspective on life has changed before it was always negative and, oh, so much good is happening. Oh, we're, when, when is the, this is not going to last long or it's too good to be true. I was living in that mindset and that negative Nancy, as much as I wanted to be positive, so much negative has happened in my life. I just felt like no good could come of it. And then I start to change my perspective and start to look at things like, oh, you know, I deserve this good as much as I've been putting out into the universe, as much as good energy. Oh, I'm ready for it to come back and just get in that energy of knowing that I'm my worth and knowing that I deserve all these beautiful things that I my heart desire and stop living in fear and stop living in lack, lack mentality and all of that. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know what I've been telling myself? I'm worthy of the of a wealthy husband falling in love with a wealthy man. I want to fall in love with him. I don't care about his money. I just need the resources to be able to multiply it into a million, you know, for the for the seven generations now. Okay. But what I realized yeah, is hard. that wealthy <laughs> men with good hearts exist. Yes. I'm not dating no, I will just be by myself because I'm not dating no more broke men. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm sorry, but I deserve because I know my work ethic and I know I deserve. I know. Listen, like, you know, if you just bring me 10 grand, I'll multiply it for you, you know, but it's like you got like you got to be able to have resources for me to work with, man. Like if I'm because, you know, like I got I got my work ethic, but my resource game, you know, outside I, a little bit, but still, you know, it's more beauty and brains. OK, I got more brains and I got resources right now. So it's like the I've seen what my brain can bring resource wise you know so it's like i still got my work that i really don't want you to pay for nothing for me but if you plan on having a community with me because i'm trying to own acres and acres and acres and acres of land and build schools i prefer, i prefer to be with somebody who's on track to actually help me make that a reality you know 
Like, I'm that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that without you know, saying without that money and them resources. So, that would make sense. Know what you want, you know what I'm saying? Again, and it's not just about wanting uh, a wealthy man, you know, unlike, no. unlike the, the gentleman that was in the news as of late, you know, and his perspective on you know, gold diggers and whatnot. But if you're willing to, you know what I'm saying, take what this individual has and make it tenfold. Right, rather than just taking. Or uh, let me give it a let me give a modern example. If you're gonna key um Keisha Kayorta situation, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, then 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 yeah, then that mm-hmm. that's what you need. And that's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know what I'm saying? They're looking for someone who's going to not just spend their money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, they want to keep their money. Right. Don't nobody want this about being a liability versus an asset. Absolutely. Being an asset. So if you're an asset, then absolutely. Mm -hmm. People can be an asset in so many ways. Absolutely. Emotional asset to you. I can give you something emotionally that you never got in another connection. And that right there alone can elevate you and can grow you and evolve you into the person you need to be or just growing together. So people attest to that. That's a fact more to a relationship than just money it's like we got to be able to be able to exchange energy like that mm-hmm. like I, if I can give you can give me something like of course i won't i don't want nobody broke either i want somebody that's <laughs> <in> my <laughs> but missions and goals like because if i look i got three kids i'm a single mother and i'm <laughs> on my own so i expect a man to be able to be able to have a job a car a house like if and you got ambitions and goals and you trying to do other stuff i can work with that we can build on the other stuff i'm fine with that but you got to have something you know but if yeah. i'm looking for like i can do that on my own i don't need a man for money you know but i would like for you to have money i really prefer a man to be able to pour into me his time time and his effort and his love and his respect like that's more so me personally of what i need from a man because that's something that i've never had from a man so i don't need your money like that would be great i would love to you know be able to grow and build and have acres and have business and stuff because that's the goal right we want to be able to live financially find comfortable financially but i also want that love i want that respect i want us to be best friends i want us to confide in each other you know i want us to have that respect Respect for each other, right? That's why I said falling in love with an actual good man that's yes. wealthy. Because I've, I've actually yes. never cared about money, so therefore yes. most of my exes, it's not that they was broke because they had great work ethics. <laughs> it's just that they wasn't building no communities <laughs> with the money that they had and their spending habits. You know, awesome. so it's not about the money at all. It's about yes. knowing that you are capable of bringing in the resources, or that you have at least the mental, like. The bigger picture mindset, you know, like I need and they get complacent and they like, oh, well, I'm good. But no, let's build. Let's grow. Let's right. Build. Like you purchase one house and you're like, I've accomplished everything, you know, with this one house and this one acre of land. And I'm like, yes, that's a great. That's for us. You know, right now I'm buying houses. That's always a chair on. But that's your path. My path. I literally have to build a community. I'm trying to build a nation like I need schools built like. I want to go back to general contracting school right now just so I can learn how to build. Like, there's a mission that I'm on. So that's the only reason I require and ask that someone have resources for me to work with so that I can get this mission done. But that's only going to work if that's their mission, too. If that's something they're already working on. 
you know, yeah. everybody has to understand everybody. That's why I say relationships are different and what people want are different. I was having a conversation with somebody and I was trying to explain to them why my relationship has lasted so long, or at least why I've chosen to stay in my relationship. And the first thing I, I said to her is that what you need in a relationship is different from what I need. What you're looking for is different from what I'm looking for. So things that most people feel like they can't deal with or they don't understand, it's because that's not for you. Like mm -hmm. you said, I have a mission of my own. Like, you know, I'm supposed to build this platform and it's mm -hmm. my, it's my vision. It's what my thought is my purpose. That has nothing to do with my man. Mm -hmm. He absolutely supports me. You know what I'm saying? I would not be able to do this what I, the way I'm doing this if he wasn't in my life. But he's not a part of this. This is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I can't and I can't make him feel like, you know, or make it seem like our relationship doesn't work if we're not intertwined. You know what I'm saying? What I want from him or what I need from him is different from what he needs from me. A lot of times I used to feel a little bit inadequate because I don't have the finances, you know, I'm on the ability. You know what I'm saying? I really, I don't work. I haven't worked in 11 years, all that stuff. So I've always, I watched my mom, you know what I'm saying, be the go-getter, be the grandmother, be the person that goes out and gets the money and do all of that other stuff. So that is a, re, you know, she's always been a resource, you know, to the men in her life. So me, I thought that that's what I had to be. And if I wasn't that, then I wasn't good enough. I was subjected to be second or, you know what I'm saying, to just be discarded. I used to think that in my mind a lot. So anytime him and I, or I won't even say him and I, when I was in my feelings, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, you know, that would come to my mind. And I had to learn and grow and understand that what, again, what he wants, what, what I give him is what I give him. I can't dictate what he needs. He doesn't need money from me. He doesn't need resources from me. I give him peace. You know what I'm saying? I give him unconditional love. You know what I'm saying? I bring him change in a way, you know what I'm saying, that is more appealing to him. That, you know what I'm saying? Then we're twin flames, so we are, we are each other's mirrors. So the things that we need to change, we see in each other. So that is my purpose, you know what I'm saying, in his life. So whether we get, well, we, I'm never getting legally married in this country either, Lisa. I want to say <laughs> no, that's I'm not for that. <laughs> but if we ever decide, you know what I'm saying, to do some form of someone else validating our relationship. I don't know what else to call that type situation. Reunion, just some yeah, type. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be based off of something that we need and more so financially because it makes sense for business or right know, or, or something like that. But it has nothing to do, you know what I'm saying, with an obligation to prove on how we feel about each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't intrude. We don't intrude on each other's journeys. Mm -hmm. which is why we, which is why we work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So again, everybody's relationship is different. Everybody's yeah. journey is different. So you can't expect everyone to, not everybody's going to do the marriage picket fix things. You know what I'm saying? There are some people in this world who are meant just to have, um, put their juju or their energy into a being and bring them here and then get gone. I know, I know that sounds crazy, you know what I'm saying, especially for single moms, but oh, that's literally you know what I'm saying? But like, I, I feel that way about my, I'll say in my situation with my my, my dad, I truly mm -hmm. believe that my dad's only purpose was to make me. And that's it. He was not supposed to be uh, an influence 
in my mm-hmm. life. I was not supposed to really be around his energy like that to ignite right. his habits. Yeah, and his exactly because I would I don't think I would have taken my accident the way I did because mm-hmm. I have mental issues. Now we ain't talking childhood traumas. We're talking clinical mental issues all up and through that side of my family. My dad, my aunties, some of my cousins from what I hear, my grandfather. So that's close. But because I wasn't around them, I truly believe is, you know what I'm saying, is why my mind is the way it is the way it is. But he was an entrepreneur. That whole side of my family owned businesses, you know what I'm saying? And very intelligent. So whatever juju he had needed to mix with my mama's juju and thing, you got me. But that's all he was supposed to do. And I'm grateful for that. I know my mom, as a single parent, she felt like, you know, she, of course, she wanted to uh, him to be around, but I appreciate, you know what I'm saying, him just doing his part. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful my daughter has been able to get that clear understanding, too, because we was just talking about that the other night. And, you know, um, I was explaining to her exactly what we're just talking about, that, you know, sometimes the, our parent isn't in our life when we're impressionable and learning and being programmed because we don't need to learn the habits and the lifestyle or the mentality that they have in their current stage right now. It's meant for them to come back around in a later state when they're more, you know, healed and stable with their thinking and their way of living. And, you know, I'm thankful that she's able to have that clear understanding that, you know, she wants her, lot, her father in, in her life, but she recognizes that, you know, he got some stuff going on and that she don't really care to be around it, you know. So we're going to let him do him until, you know, he feels like he can actually be a, a healthy father, you know. And that's good. I'm glad that I'm glad that she has you and that y'all have that understanding, you know, about that. Well, we're going to wrap this up. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, guys, uh, if you just if you tapped in later um, later into the feed, go and listen to Kendrick Lamar's new album, Mister Morale. And don't in the discretion this when she t- when she when she leads y'all to this video now. I ain't have nothing to do with it. No, <laughs> I was just saying so y'all can understand what you know. What, you know what was the catalyst of this conversation? The particular song we were listening to was "We Cry Together." Um, it's very explicit, so you may not want your children to listen, um, but it is a, a perfect example of what today's relationships, especially in our community, melanated. look like. It's what it sounds like. This, this, this is normal in our community, and it all stems from childhood traumas, and we got to fix that. We don't, want our, we don't want your babies going through that. When you hear it, you'll feel me. It took me this whole feed to get my energy mag balanced. And not in a type of, you know, type right. of mode, right? But we love, love, love y'all. We appreciate y'all's time and energy. Ladies, let them know where they can find you so they can, you know what I'm saying, attract your services so we can get this healing popping on a Reiki and tarot level, all right? So go ahead, Queen Misha. Okay, you okay. out and about. So, uh, you guys, here in about 24 hours, my website will be launching, so it's She's very excited. Come on back. Come on, come on back. She's excited about that website. I don't know the name of the website just quite yet. I love um, that. I love it. It's, yeah, it's, it's. Okay, cool. I was like, I don't know what's happening. That's but, the perfect still shot. We go watch the video again and you'll see that was perfect. 
perfect advertisement. You're happy about that website. Now go on and tell them what it is. <laughs> yes, so there you can um, actually book an appointment. Um, like I said, I'm in the Covington, Georgia area, but you know, I'm willing to travel for my clients. And so you're able to um, get on there, even if it's a reading, um, but primarily energy healing. Um, I travel to homes and clean homes, cleanse homes and land. Um, I'm really excited about getting into like cleanse and land and geographical areas uh, of their energy and low vibes that they carry, you know, that's been trapped from different events and stuff that may have happened on the land. So there's that. Um, the YouTube, Misha's Healing Love. You have Reiki that's going to start uploading starting next Monday. And then you or TikTok at Celestial Reiki 33. Um, I have my Reiki videos and energy healing as well as my Misha talks, kind of like TED talk. And so uh, I've started those up yesterday um, where I have a series going and basically it's just going to be all types of different um, intuitive messages when it comes to spiritual, emotional, physical and um, mental healing. And so it's just whatever spirit puts on me, whether it be actually me, you know, showing you guys how to cook something or um, just sharing a message on something that I feel the um, the collective may actually benefit from, or, you know, something I see just out while during the day. No, no, never know. But um, yeah, so you have that on YouTube, Misha's Healing Love, TikTok, Celestial Reiki 33, and my website, mishashealing.com. All right, all right. Scorpio to Queen of Scorpio's son. Hey. Tell them where to find you, gal. <laughs> hey, y'all. So um, the main place you can find me is on YouTube. I have a channel called Scorpio Sun. Um, you can search me by my name, Tequita Parker or Scorpio Sun. You will see it. Um, I have a cute little mohawk. <laughs> but you can find me there. I do tarot readings. I do collective readings, love general readings, whatever you're looking for. If you are looking for a personal reading, you can also email me. Um, you can email me at Scorpio2Sun2 at gmail.com. Um, if you're looking for a personal reading, you can also find me over on Facebook. I have a private group called Scorpio Sun. Um, you can join me there. Sometimes I hop on and do free readings and just, you know, you can ask a question and I'll, um, you know, of course, deliver um, so you can find me there also on Instagram at, um, I forget my name, honey. I just really forgot my name, <laughs> but you can find me over on Instagram to Queen Parker. You can find me over there on Instagram there. Um, and pretty much that's my real T tarot. Yes. Real <laughs> underscore T tarot. That's it. Thank you. Look, I, have <laughs> girl, I don't know. My mom was over here, but yes, that's what, but you can also find me here. Um, Saturday at noon and also that's pretty much it that's where you can find me um and then I do the markets as well if you're in like the Lexington um Kentucky Lexington area every second weekend of the month I work the market the mystical market at the Clarion Hotel on Newtown Pike you can find me there if you want to you know see me for a personal reading and happy bloody birthday Misha Hey, happy birthday. Thank you, guys. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I'm I feel like now that I'm 29, 29 really doesn't exist. 29 is preparation for 30. Like, and I've heard a couple people say that's how they spent their 29th year was just preparing for 30. 
I'm willing to sacrifice that. Like even my celebration, I didn't care about doing anything really because I'm like I'm saving that for thirty. <laughs> Girl, what you mean? I saw that shirt and you on top of that table. What you talking about? What I was on top of that table. I, <laughs> you I saw the video. What you mean? Uh, you know, you know. I just, uh -huh. just a little bit. Just a little bit. But no, well, I want okay, like a whole celebration for the 30th, though, you know. So um oh, yeah, I'm 30. thankful. I'm really just thankful for another 20 years ago. You said what? I said, oh. 2930. That was like eight, seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we all in our 30s almost. Yeah, no, I'll push your 40. <laughs> but old age, well, I, 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 I'm really looking forward to it, to be quite honest. It yeah. is, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It is a blessing, and not everyone gets to go old. That is a that's the new hot commodity. Yeah, there's people dying at 20 and some change. Never really got to live life. Never really got to you know make those mistakes and change them and be a different person. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm looking forward to getting old, ladies. I'm gonna tell y'all this now. Stop all that shit. Stop being afraid to tell your age. Stop being. Stop trying to stay 25. It ain't right. Good. That's not where it's at. 20 really think it. about what 25, what you was doing at 25, <laughs> how you thought at 25, and I would think that shit. Nobody wants to be 25 again. I, no. <laughs> nobody. nobody wants it. Like, no, you don't want that. You don't want that. Because with age comes wisdom, right? And so Absolutely. when you start realizing that after 25, hey, I'm starting to get smarter because I, you know, okay, now I'm starting to kind of have been through some things. So you, you, know? you actually start to appreciate getting older because you know that that means life is going to get easier if you're obtaining the lessons that you're supposed to. And your youth. Just spend your youth, you know what I'm saying, do, honestly trying to do the right thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And don't wait. Don't waste to getting drunk. Stop teaching your kids that, you know what I'm saying? As soon as you turn 21, the first thing you right. need to do, you know, live a healthy life. So when you're 40 and you're 50, you know what I'm saying? You can do all that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you can do all that because you'll know you'll have the mind, you know what I'm saying, on how to do it. And, and, and the healing to where you're not using anything to suppress, so you don't have to worry exactly. about excessive use pure of fun. Stuff, Absolutely, know? just pure fun because mm -hmm. you want to instead of I'm trying to drown in my sorrows, I'm trying to smoke this away, or I'm trying to do this, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more to being young, you know. That's why they say young. Mm -hmm. you know? So you're trying to get rid of the dumb part of that that phrase. So you know, that's what you're supposed to be working on, and you do please mm -hmm. teach your children that, you know what I'm saying? Not telling not to have fun. But, you know, teach them that this is a time to prepare, to learn, to grow. When is this all so about? When they get out your age, they don't honestly got to do what you're doing, mm -hmm. deal with the shit that you're dealing with. Think about that, you know, because remember, that, that snapback ain't real no more. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got the energy no more. You know what I'm saying? Get them while they got the energy. While when they can, you know, get those cuts and bruises, it can heal faster. That shit don't heal fast when you get old. And you feeling that right now. So mm -hmm. let's save the babies, all right? So we love, love, love y'all. Of course, y'all know where to find me all over social media. Amspire Media Houston on Facebook. Amspire Media on uh, TikTok, IG, Twitter, Twitch, everywhere. Amspire Media. Amspire Media and Amspire Media Network. You're going to find us. And also on Roku TV. If you have a Roku TV, you can watch us on the big screen. Just download Amspire Media Network and you are in there. 
All right. Love, love, love y'all. We're going to see y'all every Saturday for actually next week. We have a special guest. It is a dope star that I have met. Um, and I've been dealing with her for the past couple of weeks now. She's amazing. She has a book. She's an author, awesome mom. And, you know, she has an amazing story. So we're going to bring her on here and we're going to talk about a little bit about her story and how she's going to contribute to healing the world. All right. So we love, love, love y'all. <laughs> y'all Saturday. Peace and be inspired. Love y'all.